We're going to begin the yarmulke so again, earnest now. Not that what we discussed the last couple of nights was simple. And I, I again, a lot of people ask me after the shear about this scenario, that scenario. Ask a Shaila. I'm not. I don't even think Ramesh was completely closing the door, even though he was very, very stark on the issue of not taking it off, of considering it a second of air after the person doing the first. I will say a common uh, scenario that comes to mind, unfortunately, uh, too common sometimes. And I've instructed people, if you are driving like a chaya, wear a cap. That's like, you cut off the guy, and they, they don't have to... Um, I told one fellow, it's not going to be popular, that he should actually take off his beard. <laughs> That's how bad his driving was. Uh, but, you know, taking off a beard is a shayla, shaving, okay, Meshu was matir, others are machmer, and it's a, certainly many chosh to having a beard, but he didn't have a very, he had like a very trim beard. I said, if you're trying to look more Jewish, you've got to drive normally. Um, and um, he didn't uh, take me seriously with the beard. Maybe I wasn't so serious, but I was trying to drive home a point. And I said, uh, don't, not wear a yarmulke, put on a cap. It's, they look in the car and they want to know who's the guy weaving him out, who's the guy cutting him off. And um, I once was, I spoke this out at the time, this goes back 10, 15 years ago. You know, there's a, a very strange setup. I don't know what the DOT was thinking, but when you get off the Brooklyn Bridge and you try to get into your right lane to get onto the BQE. They have officially two lanes going in. They just changed but, uh, but it's for years, but it's not two lanes, it's one lane. So the nice, humble people, Ham Yeshuaretz, get in the right lane right away and wait. And the knockers, the guys who uh, zoom ahead and then try to squeeze in. I just went to Brighton. They just changed that. Like yesterday? Interesting. Recently, they changed official. it. Official two. For decades, it's yeah. been two, which is one, and Shtayim Shame. I couldn't figure <laughs> out the whole system. Um, so I, uh, you know, I, I sport a beard, and I wear a yarmulke, and I, I, to save the five minutes, to save five hours, a Chil Hashem is not really nice. People have to, I say, use this example. People say, it's not a Chil Hashem. I'm just busy. They're not going to Dafyami. I'm trying to get home. It doesn't make a difference. Don't throw Dafyami at the subject. Uh, so leave the office five minutes earlier. To go, drivers who are waiting patiently in the correct lane get very annoyed. That's a fact. You can whitewash it and say it's their problem. They're such uh, wimps. And I've heard all sorts of expressions. It's not true. They're being nice. And uh, when you cut off people, it doesn't leave a good impression. And people are angry. And um, I remember once I was waiting patiently in the right lane and I see in my peripheral vision there's somebody trying to squeeze in, which is always the case. Now, it's very nice for me to let them in, but the problem is all the people in back of me don't like it either. So I'm trying to just like, mind, on the one hand, you want to let them in, you want to be nice. On the other hand, you know, you got a lot of people in back of you who are honking and so I'm like that's really stuck between the rock and the hard place. So I was trying to um, like... Ignore it. I saw that. I always see it's my peripheral vision. But how long can you look down? I made the big mistake of looking sideways after about three minutes. It was not only a from guy, it was a guy from the shul. <laughs> and, and what made me look up, I remember the time, is that I thought I heard somebody honking. You never know, but everybody's honking. And sure enough, he was honking and waving wildly. He was so happy that he could finally, he saw the rubbing, he, he, he cut in. 
Mamish, uh, I, I gave him, uh, I was at Fabish, this wasn't, uh, I mean, it could be some other guys that are here now, but uh, did he get a Mishaberich uh, when he got home? Uh, I tried to like, ignore. I told him, I said, you're not a rush for doing this, a lot of people do it, but this is not the way to save time in life, by pushing ahead and cutting lines, and whether it's on the road or in the bank, and this is the, that could really lead to a Chilosham, and he said, everybody does it. I said, yeah, everybody does it, but the people wearing the yarmulkes and the beers shouldn't be doing it. So, um, so don't take off your beard. Just, uh, just drive normally and try to wear a cap, and then you won't be running afoul of a malicious problem of taking off everything in your head and walking around bareheaded. So that's a, that's a good example. And um, the, um, further ado, let's start the, the real Shaila, and that is the Panasi issue. As a matter of fact, uh, the Barons uh, uh, are native to... Denver, as you know. So, uh, Jonathan told me this morning after Shachris, this is 7 in the morning, the, uh, I walked in 7 in the morning, he says, do you want me to uh, get the guy to call you? I, like, just woke up. I said, well, which guy? <laughs> he says, the guy in tomorrow night's Shuva, Hillel Ellinger. So I said, oh, that would be interesting, so I never heard from him yet, uh, so maybe he doesn't want to discuss it, but he says, he's a good guy, and he lives in Denver, still. So um, we might still yet uh, hear some of the inside, you know, the Chuban and ask the guy what, the, what happened to the end. But he happened to ask it. He was living in Denver, and he wanted a job, and it was tough to get a job, as you will see in the description over here. Uh, I'll say this in the preface and probably say it in the review as well. In the tri-state area, it's never been easier. Not perfect, and there's still some areas where it's hard. Uh, the doctor over here told me in Boston uh, General, what was that? Uh, was that a Jewish hospital? What? Massachusetts General. That was a Jewish hospital or um, a... That was not the Jewish one. Not the Jewish one. This was the Jewish one. So uh, uh, Yehuda said when he went for an interview, he was given a very cold, chilling message from some of the other interns who might have been Jewish, but uh, told him in certain terms he shouldn't wear his yarmulke. So to his credit, he left and came back to New York. But in New York, it definitely is easier. And that's a recent vintage in the last uh, couple of decades. We don't wear yarmulkes here. That's what he told you. And it was a Jewish uh, guy? Well, probably. He probably went over you quicker. It was a Jewish intern. Okay. I, said, I wear yarmulkes everywhere. Uh, okay. And then you left. <laughs> so uh, that's the way to do it. There, there are a number of reasons over here. Taking off a yarmulke, as we'll get into the sugya, is certainly a problem. <coughs> and, uh, and we try to avoid it. An area where it's just it's a choice between Parnassah and the yarmulke, now we don't, we're not making a malachas for Parnassah, but Ramesh is going to develop, and you'll see why over here there, there is what to discuss. But if you can keep it on, it's, it's so important on many levels besides the meaning of yarmulke, the dinner of yarmulke, the meaning of yarmulke, it uh, is a very powerful tool in sending a message very quickly to people that you're orthodox, and they look at you as a company rabbi, and they, usually they won't say certain things or discuss certain things in front of you. It's an automatic shmirah. I can't overstress this. I've been told this. I counsel a lot of people in career counseling with Ashkafas, a lot going to the workplace. They always report back to me that, yeah, it was difficult and it was an Isayim, but um, a lot of colleagues tell them, oh, um, you know, as soon as you leave, I have a good one to say. So that's good. He's not a rabbi. He's a rabbi. They look at him as a rabbi. That's very important. Of course, it's an achrayas to make an extra kish Hashem in the, in the business environment. But, but that's, a, that's a big thing, and it's a tremendous, tremendous shmirah. And that can't be overstated, the mail of that. And I mentioned a couple weeks back about the man wearing the ring in the office. The few people I know who wear one, 
Vesky Shaza, Mudza also you can't say it's Asr, it's not not Yeshivish, it is Yeshivish, but it's not it's not Asr, it's not Loyalbush because uh, there are men who wear wedding bands. And I asked him why he wears it, and the only reason he wears it is because he wants people to know without getting into conversation, especially the female half of the office, that he's married. And I get that. He doesn't want to have to explain it afterwards. So when you wear yarmulke, I would hope even if you're not wearing the band, uh, you will probably send me a message that I'm orthodox and uh, therefore at least inquire whether I'm married or not. You know, like, like hands off, stay away, and, uh, and make sure that you don't approach without uh, finding out what's going on. And that's an important shmiri. That's, that's a very, uh, very big mila. Without further ado, let's start the tshuva on page five of your handouts. They're telling me ahead of time. And they told him in no uncertain terms that if you wear it, you're not going to get the job. At least if you wear it to the interview. And the guy who's trying to get him the job apparently is Jewish, probably from. He's not only will you not get the job, but you can do damage to me because the head of HR is going to come to me and give me a Mishaber. Why'd you even send this guy in? He's like totally not appropriate. He was wearing his thing in his head. So they're going to have times on me and it's going to make life difficult for me. I'm not going to be able to get jobs for other people and you know, there could be a lot of damage. This is tricky. And he told him, don't worry, after you get the job, I'm That's interesting. Um, I understand there's a concept called getting your foot in the door, but I wonder how employees would, employers would take to a guy who showed up at that yarmulke and uh, didn't let on his orthodox. That's another tricky thing. Do you say at the interview about Arab Shabbos and Arab Yantif and uh, Kippur or Shana? And, the, and then you don't say it, and all of a sudden you spring upon them afterwards. That's, uh, they're going to have tightness. I don't know, I guess every case is different, but that's... See, they don't wear a yarmulke, all of a sudden you come and wear a yarmulke? Laws about reasonable accommodation. Yeah, but laws don't help, because if they have 100 interviews, they have 100 applicants, and they have two slots, they don't, they're not going to tell you you didn't get the job if you're wearing a yarmulke. So you don't have smart. to disclose it, that's what... And then when you... Uh, yeah, this is not a legal thing, this is... This is going to because they can't discriminate you. They have to provide you reasonable. If you are a reasonable kind, a hundred percent. But that and a token might get you in the train because it's going to affect your upward mobility. I'll tell you why I use that expression in a moment, but uh, you all know what it means. And they don't have to give reasons. They, they can make it very obvious why you're not uh, moving up because of that. And uh, you know that's not going to make. Does that will in, in New York State? But they have to provide reasonable accommodation. Yeah, they do, but, but again, it, it's going to, when they handpick people, um, <laughs> I just told me this past week, he said, um, I just found out that one of the big executives in the company, I don't want to give too many details who it is, but the guy who's telling this to me is, is an executive himself, I just, I'm working there, I don't know, he's there at least 15 years, I just found out that this guy is Jewish, has this uh, Italian name, and he says, they're three dirus straight uh, Italian Catholics married to Jewish women. Three deris straight. Pretty scary. And he said the, the, his mother still speaks some Yiddish from his grandmother who came from Poland. Mother of He's Jewish. Clearly Jewish. And um, he, uh, see, he called me, asked me a shayla. He wanted to know uh, 
what he does for instructions when they're about to close a deal. He had once called me with Amir Lakum with Amir Behudi Shaila. He has underlings that are Jewish, not from, not yet from. Uh, and um, that's very serious Shaila. And then Amir Lakum is a serious Shaila. The cool on both is that don't run with this to the bank. You still have to ask in every scenario is that when it's really necessary, you're just doing a Maisa Kleifa Alma. You're, you're hired by the company. It's a publicly traded company. You're hired by the company to make sure this gets done. So you're just relaying the message from the CEO, even though they didn't give the message, that this is what has to be done. So it's not that you're asking them. The company wants you to do it. Uh, I believe that's a very good svar. I've used it for Shas Tzachak. Shas Tzachak, like when the guy called me 10 minutes before Shabbos and it was like a $500 million deal and that number is not a good one. So, okay, that's where you have some Uber for the company and he's got a job to do and it's not, it's not him telling it. It's that this is what he's, he's just relaying what has to be done. So he called me up. He used to ask me about Amir Lachim primarily and this guy, I just found out the guy's Jewish. So I said, well, obviously try to avoid it. So um, he told me, yeah, I sent him an email before Shabbos that he should not do this on Shabbos. He can wait till Monday, Shabbos and Sunday. And then on Monday, he's friendly with him. He asked him if he did it on Shabbos. And the guy sort of said, I told you you're Jewish. He says, I'm Italian. He says, I told you you're Jewish. He said, yeah, I must be. I really felt guilty. <laughs> so he said. So this is tricky because, um, you know, there are all sorts of things going on. They're judging you. But, and they don't want these. But the Amaka is already pressure for them. Often they don't want that. So you spring it on them later. You know, it's not. But anyway, he says over here, he promised him. He says, you can put it on afterwards. I just want you to get your foot in the door. So putting the Geneva's das issue aside. So it's not ancient history, but a while ago, and it's out of town. Just recently, a clip was going around of uh, the show Shark Tank, and some one of a food product got into Starbucks, and here showing these the, the Shark Tank people around with a guy with a big a big black yarmulke. And didn't what city? In Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, and uh, and then like it was going around like who is this guy? And you know everybody knew like it was just uh, like the head of PR and the head of something and uh, for all of Starbucks and he was showing everybody around with a big. And he's the head. Oh, the guy with the Yamaka was the head of the PR for Starbucks. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's becoming Baruch Hashem. It wasn't, the environment wasn't like that. And it's becoming, you know what the Miley is? With all the chasadas today's society, if you can walk in with green hair and earrings and be pierced all over it, then the yarmulke is pretty normal. So that's a Miley. They don't want to hire that person with the pierced ear and all those colors. They did not want to hire the yarmulke. Only because they're worried. Often it's not anti-Semitism. Sometimes it is. Often it's that they they start thinking about Arab Shabbos, Arab Yontif, and Cholomite. It's not part of diversity. You know what? So keep the yarmulke and dye your hair green. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe you'll get in. But again, it's a lot more accepted it's than it was. Of, what? It's not in the acronym. What? Of the... Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Okay, that's not, not going to go. But again, I, I, am, I remember being in offices decades ago where most of the people were not wearing yarmulkes at all. It just wasn't... Uh, and the younger guys started wearing uh, yarmulkes. It just wasn't in the it wasn't in the culture, and Baruch Hashem, um, today it's um, I know an office where a guy walks around in my Ben Tom's film. Uh, <laughs> like I, I wouldn't have believed it if I wouldn't have heard it from Anish Naman, but uh, and this is like on Wall Street. So you know, Baruch Hashem, Achshadar, we live in a Medina Shochesed, and uh, and it's working, but. Um, it's not, you know, it, it, the shyness still comes up for, for other people. 
Uh, so let's uh, begin the possible heter. Neil is daiti. Next paragraph. The mutter, Abayusha says, Lamaisa, if you can't do it any other way, uh, make it then it is mutter. The holodina begamara l'roif hashitas havigili arayish afleilich b'shuk. Now the reason Abayusha says that is because inside their sheet is a hole that the ceiling dome might be a suri yamaga. They're, they're more. It's not mutter to walk around the yamaga, but it's more mutter than outside. And even outside, he says, even b'shuk. Rock me this chasidus. Most Peskim say it is not Alpidin. This type of Midas Chasidis, now, you got a Midas Chasidis that has 100 gradations. Midas Chasidis, one guy is uh, doing Tikkun Lechatzais, which is an old minigan. And there's Midas Chasidis of Chal Yisrael. There's Midas Chasidis of Yom. They're different levels. He says, this type of Midas Chasidis is a requirement, which is rare, as the phrase Midas Chasidis goes. It's across the board, and everybody in Kaisal is doing it. That's what he says. A kazoo should call themselves as nine mitzvahs. This is not an option. Emogen Avram, Vehirach Machsa Shekel, Marashal Batshuva, Tarkem Meisha, Shevi came a kalba b'shem Haram. For Af Lahaske Shem Shemayim Begilia Roish, Kasa Vatshumas Adeshen, Bebsakim Simer Roish Gimel, Shaini Adeya Koka Chisim Refurish. Shumas Adeshen says, if you want to really talk about the Ikar Adin, even mentioning Shem Hashem with the Gilia Roish is probably not awesome. He doesn't know the fair shit. So I'm just trying to put this in a category for the springboard of what we're going to say. So again, it's a mitzvah that you absolutely have to keep. It's the minigis role, and you have to keep it. But it's not also medina. Bagra simen ches if beis hirich ba'asik shaf lahaskas kar b'reish magula in medina. And even the gra says that it's not really also meikir adin. Lachain ashakivin shikvarin higuzeh b'chol yisrael. Even though it's a minig across the board, lagarim and hagi yisrael kadeshim. It's certainly a halakhamitic, and you should keep it. But vaday lo adiv me'ase mamish. Now remember, we discussed this in a few different shirim. Uh, the basic breakdown of the Muslim for an assay, the maximum to give up is one fifth. We had that the health stalker, which we're going to cause over in a minute. And by any other mitzvah, and for a less assay, it's all your money. Whether it's assay versus less assay, or kumva assay versus shevah tas, and after if you're doing a less assay versus shevah tas, you're not being overing it by doing a maise, you're being over on it by not doing something shevah tas, like lasamal damriachop. You have to give up your job, that's not get the doctors, unfortunately. But Ramesh's point is going to be that it's not worse than a mitzvah asay. Next page. That the Ramah brings down the cut-off point is a fifth. Remember, we discussed this in Ksiva Sefer Torah when we started this again. Ramesh says writing Sefer Torah is always expensive, and now it's very expensive. And he says, even though the Ramah says he got sent up to a fifth, he says, Rabbi Rucham says a tenth, and he's not even sure where that comes from. Even tenth of your assets is a lot of money. So he says, even that's debatable. He's not even sure where that comes from. not even which everybody keeps. And then Ramesha adds, not having a job or losing a job is considered kolchan beisa. That's considered more than a fifth. Chavaz Chaim uses this in Hochz Lashon Hara. He gives the famous example. Your boss comes over to you and wants to schmooze in some good water cooler Lashon Hara. And it's not what that was. And you know that this boss is a very uh, grumpy guy and if you don't cooperate on a consistent basis, you're going to lose your job. Chavaz Chaim says Lashon Hara is many less essays and therefore you got to lose your job. That's considered kolhan basically. Consider more than 50 assets, you've got to lose a job. So, 
Ramesha said, not getting the job, if you don't have a job, is considered kol besa, and therefore, even for an Asa it wouldn't be more than a fifth, maybe a tenth, maybe less, certainly a minute, even if it's widely kept, it would not cross that threshold. But is not getting a job similar to losing an opportunity to make money? No, no, that's what I'm saying. So let me get to the upward mobility. I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I mentioned the phrase before because I remember there's a fellow who once called me during the uh, nine days. We don't shave during the three weeks. In the nine days, Mohammer, the Iker Din of the Gemara, is Shur Shachabai, which for many years doesn't exist. Iker uh, Din, if uh, Tishba was on a Sunday, was not an uncommon occurrence. Even a Shaila was a Shur Shachabai at all. Two days in the Chabra, Iker Din will make on that. The reason it's important to know is because there are people who think that even if they have a head to shave for work, then three weeks and nine days, they have a head to Shur Shachabah, and it's not true. I tell people, rather than take two personal days of vacation on Shur Shachabah, it's usually not that long, a day or two, take them because there's really no hetter. Unless your mom is going to a job and you're not going to be getting a job, it's, it's really medina the Gemara. The nine days and the three weeks are later, later humrah, so to speak, even though it's the many Yisrael, but there's more wiggle room. Anyway, so a lawyer... Uh, called me up once, and he said, uh, during the nine days, and he was growing a uh, sphere beard. I don't know why they don't call it a three-week beard. I guess sphere is longer. Uh, but he was growing a sphere beard during the three weeks. And I don't know why he didn't have the Shiloh doing sphere. Maybe he just got the job. But he called me during the, uh, during the three weeks, and he said he was sitting at his desk, and we described him a picture. He's sitting over here. His office is over here, and the door is over there. And one of his bosses, one of the partners, came by, walked by the office quickly, and then took a few steps back, a Jewish partner, I think Orthodox, and stuck his head in and said, Ralph, I'm changing the name to protect the innocent, that's going to affect your upward mobility. And then he walked on. Now, he thought he was trying to be nice. He was a fellow Jew, maybe, I think he even said Orthodox, but clean-shaven and not wearing yarmulke. Um, which, whatever, if you ask the Shaila, but he, he gave him a very stern look. Now, I don't know if he was trying to help him, like if you want to cite. He felt, he was very shaken. He called me up. I said, uh, first question for you is, uh, are you in a partnership track? So he said, yeah, that's a big enough community. It's not a partnership track anyway. I'll stay there for years, a lateral, then house to somewhere else. So it's going to affect his upward mobility. He's not gonna, I mean, the reference maybe when he tries to go in house by Olympus or wherever he goes, uh, I use that example because I'm going to get to another guy. But, but it's not going to, extremely affected, but if he's trying to make a partner and a partner tells him it's going to affect your upability, that means that I'm not going to be able to defend it or I won't defend it or you're making me nervous because I'm orthodox. So I, don't, I don't know what his problem was. I don't know if trying to do him a favor or he was just cynical. I, I wasn't there. I'm not here to judge him, but he called me up. What do I do? This will be in the middle. That maker then, that's your question. He's not going to lose his job. He's not going to not get the job. I don't recall if he was wearing yarmulke at work or not. I remember who the guy was. Good guy. Uh, but uh, that wasn't the Shaila. We want to know, she shave off his beard. But the guy made the comment that he apparently held that like tomorrow you can fix it. So should he? That's a, that's a serious Shaila because um, on one hand, uh, you are in a partnership track, you're going to be working for many years for less than the janitor <coughs> to make in the building in the hope that, uh, look at it as like deferred payments. <laughs> Deferred like by 15 years. When you finally make it, the number is going to go up so dramatically, it's going to be worth it. Maybe, yeah, maybe not. That's for a different schmooze. But if you're in that track already, you're worried that, then that's not just a question of making more money. That's a question of taking, I don't know how long he had been in a partnership track or at this company, seven years. He was not 22 years old. 
So that's not a question now, and that's important for the for the business shayla because to make more money to be make a lot of these things is not so pushing. But if you already spent years and years and years doing something, and now you're leaving a lot on the table, you know I I tend to bend over backwards to be makele when it comes to somebody else's money in general. Uh, it was not a short discussion. Um, that's part of the yamake issue. That is, you asked, uh, is it a question of making more money, not getting a job? This person who asked the Shaila apparently couldn't get a job. That's clearly how Moshe is saying it. And the question which I raised last night is, well, there are many segments of Kaisal who won't even negotiate the Shaila, and they're not taking off the Amica, and they get jobs and probably you know, not, not so much in the professional corporate world, and they're, maybe they're going to pay less. Maybe, yeah, maybe not. That's the decision. The Shaila is, well, you have a right to, you can get a job. You just can't get this job. So number one, you've got to be sort of happy in what you're doing. So I don't like being, a, let's say, a locksmith. I want to go into this. I want to be a lawyer. So that fits into the equation. A lot of things go into this. That's why the individual I'm talking to, I have to get some reading on. Uh, what does he really want to do? What is he going to be happy with? So you'll say, nobody's really happy with the job after a few years. That's not always true. And you try your best to try to be as happy as you can in functioning. And number two is the question of making more money or making really what you need or just becoming very wealthy. And that's, that's where that shayla fits in. But the, the heter is, is not so positive. It's just extra. But uh, it's very hard to tell somebody that's extra. Yes? How did that end up if someone dollars for Kodatsa and then the, 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 there's like a disconnect? The dollar for Yes, you're 100% right. If it's Bashert, it, it's, it's like any other Shtavlis. It's like any other Shtavlis. You dive in. So many feel no. And Ramesh is not arguing with that. Ramesh is just saying, this guy, Lamaisi, is living in the city. He's apparently been trying it before he asked the Shiloh for a while. He's not getting it. Now he said, maybe it's part of my Shtadlis to ask. There were people, we speak about it in Germany, Western Europe, before the war, there were, most people in the professions who were from were probably not wearing yarmulkes. And that was the case in America for, for decades. So you say they all didn't have an apitocha? No, the environment was, it was mamish, not like, almost not nogea. Then the 70s, it started changing, and then the 80s, it got better. The, the, the answer is it's not necessarily it might be a shayla of Hamish Ashtablis which is why Rabbi Moshe is saying uh, the possible kulo okay we'll get into it more because there's a second part of this which Rabbi Moshe wasn't yet he has to still contend with the Taz what Mitzvah Shem will get to that next week